to Inside Sports Deading Goal podcast. This is our grand final edition. Uh, and who, who would have thought, Jeff, we finally made the grand final. Like it's been hard enough for the players, but even harder for us, hasn't it? Well, it does happen every year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're the real heroes of the, of the whole show. Um, yeah, so this is episode 23, grand final edition. Um, normally Anthony Brand uh, joins us, but uh, he's um, offline this week. Uh, you're in our thoughts Anthony, we'll uh, get you back on next week, mate. Um, so this week we're going to this week we're going to have a chat about alternative uh, venue ideas for, for the grand final. Um, that's um, got a bit of traction lately, um, and and we're also going to have a, a bit of a yarn about how the codes can work together instead of directly against each other when it comes to grand final um, week. Uh, there's a couple of different theories on that. Uh, we're going to have a look at our hero and zero. Um, of the week. Um, oh, yeah, and we're going to do a, a quick wrap of last week's prelims just to cover off the teams that that uh, said farewell last week. Uh, and, then, and then we're going to have a look at, at the big grand final um, as well as the Intrust Super Championship, which has got the league world talking. Um, and then in our World Cup countdown section, we're going to talk about the USA and um, how they're a lot more powerful than, than what we're, most of us no, are giving credit no. for. No, <laughs> they might get it right on the day. They might. They're playing P and G, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, and we're also going to run through our Twitter uh, responses to our weekly question, which is a really good segment. Yeah, yeah. And have also have a look at the league content that's in the magazine, as we as we do each week. Um, but yeah, Jeff, uh, it's the grand final week. Everything's being set up as we speak at, at ANZ Stadium. Um, which in the next couple of years is going to be renovated. So we're going to move the grand final, whether we like it or not, us New South Wales people. What, what, where would your initial um, or, or favoured stadium be, an alternative stadium, if it wasn't ANZ? As an offhand, I, I would have to go with Suncourt. I think, um, yeah, it, uh, uh, I think Brisbane's bona fides to actually host kind of the biggest kind of club game of the year Proven, like you know, I, I don't think that uh, it would be an issue if a, if a Queensland side um, wasn't kind of in the, in the final. And, yep. and if they, if it did, I mean, you know, fair karma, right? <laughs> That's <laughs> right. All the years that you know they've had to come down to you know to come down to Sydney to yeah. you know, to play effectively a road game. So yeah, you know, to me that would be that would be the obvious one, kind of kind of out there. And I think it would be you know really really well supported. I think we've seen from um, these uh, these Suncorp double headers now that you know the Community around there, around the game, is just is just so kind of vital that uh, yeah. that they would they would turn out for the game. And the pressure would be on, wouldn't it? Like pressure would be on Queensland to come out and support a non-Queensland team, wouldn't it? So yeah. for years we've copped so much criticism in Sydney about not supporting the game properly. We wonder how a Roosters versus Raiders grand final would, would go up to Suncorp. They'd still pack it out. They're, they're mad about their footy in Queensland, aren't they? Correct me if I'm wrong. Super League Grand Final was that held in was that held in Brisbane? Yeah, that was at the old QE2 Stadium. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, and that was that was Brisbane and Cronulla, wasn't it? Yeah, so yeah. yeah that, that, that so yeah, obviously not not really a great or a comparison to make because you know the Broncos were there, but uh, mm. yeah, that would be the obvious one. And I mean, you know, the, you know, there will be all kinds of kind of you know bright ideas coming up to take you know the showpiece game of the of the season you know, to, to other places. You know, I'm pretty sure you could take it down to Melbourne, and you know it would. Um, it would do wonderfully well. 
Um, Jeez, the game would make so much money down there, wouldn't it? it you, would. You'd be thinking 40,000 extra seats, mm. 40,000 extra ticket sales. You've got to wonder, though, about kind of... Uh, I'm not kind of... I don't have precise information on this, but you've got to wonder about what the actual crowd dynamic of a grand final is these days. Like actually, how much yep. of it is filled up by the two kind of fan bases of, of the grand final sides? Or is it really kind of, you know, to what degree is it kind of the, uh, is, you know, kind of is it the, um, I guess, the, the, the contra, the corporate kind of payoff that, you know, I'm not going to use the word in such a negative sense, but, uh, ah. yeah, that, that's made to the game's stakeholders in any given year. Um, what would you say? Well, I reckon it'd be 40, it's a corporate, I, 60 paying public? I, I don't know, just as a guess. I have genuinely no solid kind of idea. No. Uh, I mean, I, I guess the one thing that would make me kind of hesitate a bit is that if you look at kind of, say, what was it, the grand final of three years ago and the number of Rabbitohs fans that were in the building on the day of the grand final, yeah, that yeah. tells me that, no, there's still kind of a, uh, a healthy kind of allocation for, you know, for anybody, you know, kind of a, for, who supports a particular team who want to yeah. go to the go to the grand final. Um, and it also indicated that even the corporates were buying Rabbitohs yeah, jerseys, doesn't I it? I guess so, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If, you want, if you want, you know, kind of, you know, we, we need to give you a novel idea, I mean, he loves to hold games on oil rigs. <laughs> How about taking one of Port Moore's? Look yeah. at the support for the game up there, you know? I mean, yeah. the, you know, the, the, the PMs 13 and the Jillaroos are getting a rock star treatment up there. Yeah. Imagine taking, imagine taking a final, I mean, let alone the grand up there. Oh, that'd be great, wouldn't it? Yeah, he never want to come back. He's, I think it might have been you that came up with this idea. Or no, no. no. <laughs> How about seeing they were going to argue over um, what venue is going to host the grand final when ANZ's been developed? What about what about the winner of the Origin series each year gets to host the grand I like, final? I like just, just, just I like, like this idea. James is on up just, uh, just like uh, in Major League Baseball, yeah. you have... Oh, they don't do that anymore. Don't they? They, 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 stopped. they stopped that this year. Oh, did they? Yeah, oh. yeah. No, so it's just to kind of fill out that thought, yeah, to kind of give the All-Star game some motivation, which we really didn't have because it was just an exhibition. Oh, right. um, yeah, yeah the, uh, the contest between the leagues, the American and the National, whoever won that, the, the champion of that league later in the year got home field advantage in, in the World Series. Yeah, that, it didn't even matter if they finished, like, you know. 20 games back of the other team. They, that, that was how they determined home field advantage. That was I like that. I so very much like that. Um, you, it, know, it, it, you, have, you have certain connections to the commission, James. So <laughs> yeah. you, can, you can pipeline that idea you know, yeah. immediately. When I'm chairing the next meeting, I'll bring it up and we'll lock it in stone. I think what you'd have to do, though, is maybe not for that year, but maybe like the next, the, the season after that. Because yeah. you, you, you'd have to determine where the grand final is probably before that season starts. So you'd say play the 2017... You, you determine where the 2017 grand final is. Yep. But then whoever win, wins Origin in 2017 yep. will get the grand final the next year. Oh, okay. The only other obvious flaw in this is that, as, as far as I can tell, New South Wales is never going to win Origin again. <laughs> yeah. So we're just permanently moving the game to Brisbane. Right? And that was what my next comment <laughs> was going to be. <laughs> Let's just permanently move it to Suncorp. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, it'd, it'd be an interesting... Situation, wouldn't it? Or alternatively, we could. Go, oh, that's that's what your idea was. Your idea was let's build a stadium on the on, on the border, oh, yeah. Yeah. so that the halfway line is actually on the border, and we won't have to have this argument, will we? Well, I've always been I've always been kind of a bit concerned about how the balance of any given Origin series, unless there's a, you know, a 
neutral games in Melbourne or, or so forth. That yeah, it, it, the series is uh, what, what is this you know fantastically kind of intense and tight contest is basically tipped by the fact someone has two home games as opposed to one. That's right. So you know what are you going to do with that third game? And I always thought, yeah. well, yeah, why not just build a stadium on on, on the border, <laughs> one half of either end. It saves us moving it to Melbourne, doesn't it? Every oh, couple of years, be great for you know, you know tourism around the Tweed and you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh Hello, Tweed. The, the Gold Coast. Hello. <laughs> yeah, the Gold Coast, because that, that's struggling for tourists. <laughs> what about the... Um, what about should the NRL and the AFL Grand Finals, should they compete against each other for attention? Or should we really be seeing them work together like they... Like, at the moment, it's a brilliant situation. You've got AFL on Saturday, NRL on Sunday, and it just becomes this awesome sporting weekend, doesn't it? Yeah, I've wondered about this, whether, because it used to be that the AFL would be on the week before. Um, it was very unusual for the AFL to stray into October um, for, yeah, yeah. for their grand. Yeah. Uh, I think the way they've got it right now is satisfying. I think the way they've got it right now, where you have one on the, you have the AFL on the Saturday, the NRL on the Sunday, and you get the Monday off to recover, is just, is just a dream scenario. <laughs> you know, I, think, I think the Monday after the grand finals should be, you know, should be declared a, a national holiday in perpetuity. But um, yeah, uh, I don't know. Maybe there's something there's something to be said for uh, you know, um, one happening one week and then one happening the after, so they kind of get you know kind of the, the clean run up you know, to uh, to their finals. But I think it kind of works kind of in, in a complementary way. Uh, yeah. You know, right now. Uh, yeah. Of course, you know. I mean, you know, you being the code warrior that you are, you'd love to see yeah. them go head to head and <laughs> maybe even kind of on the same ground. Yeah? Yeah, maybe just, just one alongside you know, each other <laughs> at exactly the same time. And then, and then the next thing it's like suggestion I had the other day where they should run all four codes basically on the same ground <laughs> all at once, the same venue. <laughs> that's that's the winner. That that's the yeah, that's brilliant. Um, what was, my, what was, what was their impre- our main impression that the league guys would confu- get confused with the union guys and get tackled and tackled them first? <laughs> <laughs> what, what would the soccer blokes do? I don't know. Run around the edges. <laughs> Flop, oh, a lot, so a lot. continually. You can tell the soccer guys are. Oh, that's the dude on the ground. <laughs> soccer. Yeah. Yes. Anyway. So anyway, we've, we've, we've annoyed all of the football fans out there, especially our producer. He um, probably going to come barging in at the end of the end of the show. Um, um, so a quick wrap of what happened last week. Um, it, one game went to plan and the other one didn't really, did it? Like, it was... Brisbane Brisbane really didn't pull out all their cards, did they? And they were a little bit suffocated out of this game and then blown off the park in the last 25 minutes. I thought they had a chance in the first half. It's just that, you know, because Mel- Melbourne were making a lot of mistakes and so were Brisbane. Like, yeah. So Brisbane... Yeah, Melbourne made a lot of mistakes, exactly. didn't they? I mean, yeah. that was, that was, if they were ever given an opening in that game, that was it. Oh, that, you know, B- Billy they, dropping that ball. Exactly. You never see that. If, yeah. Yeah, if, um, I can't remember who it was in the Broncos, but if they don't drop that ball with the line-up and uh, uh, yeah, kind of yeah, themselves, you know, maybe that um, it, it changes the state of the game if they can get a lead. But, um, you know, it's... It's pretty plain to say that if you never get on the scoreboard, you know, you, you're going to have you know you're going to have a problem trying to you know, influence over the game. You need more points but, than uh, nil. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To a degree, I guess. It was yeah. a thirty nil. Yeah, they were absolutely wiped off the park in that second half. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, it, it's funny. I mean, my, my main takeaway from kind of the, the weekend of 
from the last weekend is that um, generally you'd say to yourself, okay, if you make the prelims, that's a fairly successful season. Yeah, to make it to the last four is a pretty good effort. Yeah. You know, uh, in any given year. Um, you know, kind of all things being equal. Uh, the thing that kind of struck me was I thought, you know, Brisbane and, and the Roosters were really quite poor. Like, I, I can't remember really a, a time during, like, the, uh, you, know, you know, the final series where, like, I was really blown away by how, how impressive they were. I mean, kind of, mm. they put on, you know, a couple of, both of them, I thought, you know, a couple of shaky performances with some kind of, yeah, some good football found in there as well. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think... I think the thing that's kind of scary to me is that, and I'm going to preempt my grand final prediction, but I don't think the Storm has put together a full game yet. And, and, and I, I guess the interesting thing is that, you know, North Queensland have just played so well. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they've, they've kind of just been so kind of, you know, consistent and, you know, with, the, with their football that um, the, the question then becomes for me, it's a question uh, that, you know, will the Storm finally put that full game together and does North Queensland continue to play perfect? Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's, that's how kind of yeah. My main takeaway from the weekend. I, I, my main takeaway was um, I don't think any team besides the Cowboys really changed their game and stepped it up to finals level mm-hmm. throughout the whole series. I don't think Penrith did. Um, I don't think anybody did. Melbourne was already there, of course, so that they're, they're out immediately. But Brisbane didn't change their game. and I don't, think, I don't think the Roosters did. Whereas I think the Cowboys, over the last couple of weeks, two or three weeks, they've got this pack mentality in defence where they've been monstering blokes in, into back into the in goal and they've just been chipping away in defence tackle by tackle moving the play back a metre or two and it's really worked do you think it's really helped a, with their field position do you think that's a mindset thing a stylistic thing or a capability oh, thing which I is reckon. to say you know, teams will want to do that at the end of the year but you know, yeah. aren't either healthy enough or oh, you know. oh, I reckon it's a capability thing and yeah. I reckon they've definitely it's a mindset thing too they've definitely this team knows what it's doing. Mm. Yeah, I, th- I think they can, they can knock Melbourne off. I think they're the team to do it, and, and yeah. it's been proven, hasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, the thing I kind of like about, like, everyone is, with reason, I mean, this is the eighth-place side, you know, the side that wasn't even guaranteed of a berth, you know, coming into the last weekend. Uh, this is not your garden variety eighth place final season, no, isn't it? They no. won a premiership two years ago. This is yep. full of guys who know how to win a premiership yep. and who have you know, confidence to step onto the field and say, you know, we've gotten this done before. We've yep. gotten this done in you know in the most in the most you know, in the tightest and most pressure filled of circumstances. Um, yeah, let's let's kind of let it ride. You know, I'm sorry to kind of pardon the pun. You're <laughs> talking about the Cowboys in that respect, but um, yeah. yeah, I. Uh, um, I'm always intrigued when when all these these kind of these kind of like low bottom of the eight kind of sides like kind of yeah, go on these these kinds of runs and it'll be interesting to see if they can they can finish it off. I don't think they will. But, no, um, no. Um, fair enough. But uh, it's certainly not to say they can't. No, exactly. The, if if not them, then nobody else. Um, yeah. So there you go. We'll, we'll revisit um, the, the grand finals in, in a sec. But we have our, our section, our hero and, and zero section. Um, do you have any that you want to nominate, or you want me to uh, no. have some all ideas? My well, he- heroes, all your zeros this week. No? The, the hero this week. Um, I saw in the, I think it was in the Daily Telegraph today that Gavin Cooper's going to let JT and Matt Scott lift the trophy if if they win. You know, not that the Cowboys are going around saying it, but they must have been asked it. What's going to happen if you win? And I, and I think that's a very very classy move by Gavin Cooper. Um, He's he's just the, the he's minding it he's minding the top mantle and he knows that and he knows 
He knows who's boss. Um, not that JT would, would ever deny anybody the, the chance to do it. There's probably going to be an internal fight. Yeah, that, that, that's what kind of sprung to mind for me, kind of, yeah, firstly, that, you know, would, would, would Thurston and Scott kind of defer to, you know, to, to <laughs> Cooper, you know, in, like, in, like in, in kind of in, in respect, but, you know... It, yeah, because... Whose idea would it be? Would it have been? Well, I, you think, don't know, I, I you? think it would be a, ca- a case of mutual deferment because if, I, if, I'm, if, I'm, if I'm JT and I'm Matt Scott... Yeah, I'm, yeah. Okay, you're them, and, feeling, and, 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 feeling, I, and I'm lifting the trophy up. How do you feel watching me lift the trophy oh, up? Probably not great, but I'm, I, I would feel that that's probably the honour for the guys on the field at yeah, first. Yeah, okay. But I, 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 I understand that they will probably get a chance. They're integral to the side. They're part of its identity. They lead it. They continue to lead it, even if they're not playing. But, you know, I, it kind of poses an interesting question in my mind when you when you raise this kind of this idea that, yeah. you know, we, we've got this aura, this mystique built up around the idea of the premiership player. And to be kind of a premiership player, the strict definition of a premiership player in our, in our footy cards, you have got to be one of the 17 or one of the 22 who are picked on that day in the grand. You know, um, so yeah, I, I find it curious, you know, because we, we had this scenario a bit last year in the AFL with, with Bob Murphy and so forth. Yep, yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yep. so I, yeah. I do wonder, like, yeah, you know, I, I respect kind of what you know, kind of Gavin Cooper's choice, um, but yeah, I, I do wonder what uh, what yeah, you know, kind of yeah. what kind of yeah, what uh, what is um, what is what, what what Thurston and Scott kind of kind of think about. Because I, think, I mean, I, I, you know, it's not something that will be kind of a controversy. No, but, no. Um, no, no, it's, but, uh, good, you know, it's a good talking point, though, isn't and, it? Like, you know, I, I, I yeah. recognize the selflessness in it. Yeah. One thing I've got to say is, um, uh, kind of. Looking through kind of a lot of you know, photographs this week, there is a cracking image of the Queen, uh, the North Queensland huddle with Gavin Cooper leading it. Okay, uh, there you go. I, it, I'm sorry it escapes me who actually took the photo, and I'll, yep. I'll, I'll certainly go back and check on that. But um, yep. yeah, I just kind of wanted to bring that up. And he has, and he has, Thurston has said um, in the media a, a number of times, "This is Morgan's team. It's it's your. It's going to be yours after next year. You know, you may as well start start lead, leading it now." So you you you'd get the impression that Thurston would be okay with somebody else doing it. I mean, yeah, he hasn't been there for the second half of the season anyway. I'm just looking forward to more goofy JT faces in the box, <laughs> yeah. like looming over the sh- shoulder of, of Paul Green every time they do something <sighs> unpredictable or you know, well, you know, kind of great response to pressure. You just see you know Thurston with like fantastic face of his. What about, um, it's wonderful. What about Bellamy blowing up every <laughs> five minutes, walking out of the box by the looks of it? That was funny. Mm-hmm. That was funny because it wasn't us. I can't <laughs> imagine, can't imagine what it's like as a, as a first grade coach in a prelim. Wow. Um, and my zero, I'm going to um, talk about the Corey Oates and the fact that he played last week. Like, what, what's, the, what, what's the rule with um, concussion? It should be a week off, surely. If you're in that position, if you're prone, as they say on on, on the field, that should be that should be one week off. God, I, I didn't understand that at all. Yeah, it's hard to say because they they they, they actually have dif- different like kind of medical markers for you know, yeah, evaluating head injury, just beyond kind of you know whether you were kind of. Kind of splayed out on the field, or whether you had a knee to the head, or whether it happened in a tackle. So it's yep. it's hard to kind of apply kind of you know a blanket rule you know to it. But um, one thing I will say is that um, 
Is it remarkable how, like, this has changed? Like, this, how we respond to when, kind of, like, you know, a guy gets gets caught up in a big hit on the field. It used to be one of the things that, you know, we get really, really jazzed about. And I guess you'll still see the occasional lament, oh, we wish the shoulder charge was still in the game. But I think this is one of the things that's really turned around in the culture of football. And it's not just rugby league. I mean, it's, um, you know, I couldn't help but notice that um, one of the, the other things that the, uh, the current American president said during the week was that... Oh, here we go. All the, about all those beautiful tackles and how they were getting penalized for beautiful <laughs> tackles right now. We'll put to, put to the side the issue that, you know, you know, that, that, you know that they're now up to more than 100 guys that they've found with, you know, with brain trauma, ex-NFL players with brain trauma. But, uh, but, Actually, yeah. that's not funny, but, um, yeah, there you go. Mm. It's, it just goes to show how behind he is. Sorry about that phone call before. That was um, Wayne Bennett calling through. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably to ask us what medical training do we have, and, and he'd be right in asking that. Yeah, anyway, Wayne, he's such a pest on the <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. All righty. Um, okay, so... No, I think that was Anthony Brand calling in oh. to try and pour on some Wayne criticism. <laughs> some Broncos criticism. <laughs> Have we covered the um, grand final enough, or should we go through what we think is going to happen in the game? Um, uh, no, yeah, I think we should do that. I, I can see... I can well, see... I, yeah, yeah no, I can see Melbourne leading at half-time, and the, and the Cowboys just... Holding on, big, geez, it sounds airy fairy and Pollyanna, but the spirit of that Cowboys team has been proven, and um, they can do one more week. They just have to be on their guard a little bit extra because the standard of, of opposition is going to be up a little bit. That's all they have to do. That's they're a quality team. They're full of like the Storm. They're full of Origin players. They've been on that ground um, in front of eighty-five thousand people for. Uh, a lot, a lot, you know, many times before. So, I, I'm thinking, what? Why not? Like, I, I, I think they can do it. Actually, um, I'm not going to put any money on it because I'm not a, a gambling bloke. But I, I think they can. They can do it. Um, the, the, the one thing that kind of is stuck in my head about it all is, it's generally true of both sides that make the grand final that they've, they've probably been the two, two sides that have kind of had the best playmaking yeah, during definitely. the final series. And I do That's wonder yep. whether, you know, North Queensland have certainly had that so far, you know, because Michael Morgan being a foreign player of this, this time of year. Does that hold up, you yeah. know, in the grand final? Does, does he, and not, strictly speaking, not just him, you know, you got, you know, you kind of whoever else is in, you know, Lachlan Coote, Martin, uh, Jake Randall. Uh, are they going to outplay, you know, Smith? Yeah, who, who, who did who did so, have that week off two weeks ago, didn't they? Yeah, that that would yeah. still be helping them. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, yeah. I think the forward battles are going to be you know you know great to watch. Like you know, a whole bunch of big bodies kind of just you know smashing into each other. Yeah, just hope you don't you know get a concussion. Yeah, great. be. But I do think that um, in, in any kind of high level footy match, I mean, it, it um, yeah, what, what it comes down to is yeah, kind of who how who guides their team around the park better. Yeah, and um, yeah, I. When you get down to it, Melbourne doesn't get outplayed kind of on, the, on that level too many no. times. I mean, no, it's the true. truth about them, it's the truth about Queensland Orange and so, you know, um, again, it could happen. It could be that, um, that this is really just Michael Morgan's time and, you know, yeah, he'll, maybe. Kind of, you know he'll kind of yeah, get his team there. But, um, but geez, that was good last week. On the, on they, the level, yeah. I, just think, I just think, you know, that um, that old Melbourne firm will just, yeah, will kind of, you got to kind of 
default to them and say, yeah, they're, they're, the, they're the ones that'll have the edge. Yeah, yeah, and the forwards um, battled too. That that's just like in every big game. That's going to be huge. And it was you wanted to talk about this um, leaving arguably the best prop out of a grand Sorry. final team when he's fit. That's a massive call by Paul Green, isn't it? Uh, essentially, the right one. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I think that totally you know, he's. Um, yeah, I, I kind of really admire kind of how, how, how he did that. <laughs> Just you know, kind of stick with um, yeah. you know the guys that the guys that got you there, and the way kind of you know, you know I wouldn't have expected anything lesser from Matt Scott to you know kind of handle it so yeah. uh, professionally. So yeah, I mean, yeah. it's. Um, all, all of their players have been performing. All of those boys have been performers. Oh, so I, I don't see kind of how he would have. You know, I mean, they surely would have you know, reviewed it, taken a look, kind of um, yeah, see who, who they could have left out. And you know, I don't know what the what the easy option was. I don't think no. there is an easy option. There, no. So. How, how do you tell? Yeah, as you say, how do you tell any of those forwards that you're not playing can't get rid of Low because he's a goal kicker yeah, no. and he's to. <laughs> Just, they've all been playing really, really was well. Though, yeah, I mean, I guess nobody's healthy at this time of year, but, you know, he's carrying something. You know, John Nassiata's got a broken hand there. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's amazing kind of uh, what, what these guys, in their physical courage. Maybe that would have been the temptation. Oh, yeah, hang on, exactly. there's a fully fit guy sitting here. Do we do we get rid of somebody? And but how long has Matt Scott been out? Like, he hasn't played in a while, so, you know. He's, uh, I don't know. But, um, since, uh, since almost the start of the season, mm-hmm. wasn't it? I mean, it would be I hard think, to kind of just lob back in. Guys are pro, as you said, and you know, seen you know, has played in the the, the biggest stuff is kind of you know, footy matches of his era. But yeah. um, it'd be a hell of a thing to ask a guy to just kind of light back in with that. Yeah, but yeah, in saying that, I suppose um, he's going to get a, a run for Australia. You'd think, wouldn't wouldn't you? Fully fit. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. know. I mean, we've, we've probably not thinking past, about that. We've spent the past month trying to p- parse what what you know, kind of Mal's. Well, and it's not just Mal. I mean, it's the whole kind of uh, kind of. Uh, Selectors and kind of what they what they think he might be with regards to the, to the kangaroos and um, yeah 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 possibly I mean I think you said it it's right they tend to stick with you know kind of you know, the, 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 the trusted but, yeah um, yeah, yeah. Uh, be interesting can't get picked for your club can you get picked for Australia that's <laughs> <laughs> true they're different selectors yeah um, and there's a uh, that's not the only game on um, we've also got the Intrust Super Championship which is Oh, this this it's Your a br- it's a brilliant concept. It's the like Super a, Bowl of minor league. It's rugby. terrific, and that in itself makes it one of the main events, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's really good. I, I, I'll, I'm going to put my heart behind the Panthers, of course. But oh, God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm feeling feeling guilty about doing it because PNG they're they're the best thing about rugby league at the moment. Yeah. Those hunters, aren't they? They're such good vibes coming out of it, mm. and and yeah, and if Penrith wins. You know, they don't have too many enemies in the world, do they? They're not a, they're not a team with um, that, that's particularly hated. <clears throat> There's a couple of, um, couple of emerging first graders in there, Jed Cartwright and and, and the like. So, uh, Mitch Rain has been, he's had a terrific year. I feel a bit sorry for him because he came from the, grader, huh? he came from the Dragons, yeah. Uh, yeah, and maybe as a backup to Peter Wallace. Mm. Although I'm not sure whether Wallace was playing hooker. At the time that Mitch Rain came across, but Peter Wallace just kept on getting better and better after he came back from injury. And but Mitch Rain filled in perfectly for him, and he's really led. You know, had a massive hand in in the Panthers' um, ISP side uh, in 2017, and yeah, he's uh, he thoroughly deserves 
uh, an appearance in this game. So, um, I, I don't know. The, the Hunters sound like a good team, aren't they? I'd, I've never, re- I've never watched them. I've mm. never. I mean, that, that would be part of the attraction. Yeah. yeah I mean, for, for, to what, kind of give this side probably its widest exposure yet. Yeah, and we all get to see what they are. What yeah. is this team? Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, kind of, we've done some preparation with regards to the the Rugby League World Cup. As probably our listeners know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This side, you know, with almost, almost kind of just to a handful of players, only like two or three, maybe a bit more. Four, you know, up to a half dozen. This is effectively the the, 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 the Kumal side. Okay. Uh, you know, um, yeah, certainly in the kind of the, the halves and, and, and spine kind of combination. So, you know, it's, um, I mean, there is no doubt that, you know, victory for them would be a, a massive fill-up, you know, for, for the sport. And kind of real validation for, uh, you know, for one of the great nations, nations of the league. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think, um, I guess it'll be counterbalanced by the fact that it'll be Because we all bought tickets in our thousands, thinking the first graders would be there. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Um, and so while we're on that, we have a, a, our World Cup countdown section, as Jeff said. Uh, and this week, um, this week you wanted to talk about the USA. Now, I, I've got no idea about this squad. <laughs> Absolutely none. But you've been doing your research for our various rugby league official programs um, that we've been putting together. Mm. What are going to be the highlights of their... Um, of their squad, just two or three names that that come to mind. Oh yeah, um, well, there's there's a very interesting figure that they've, they've got in there. A guy by the name of Ryan Burrows, who's kind of caught some notice around the world. He plays for the Toronto Wolfpack, yep. the, uh, the the Canadian-based side that plays. I think is what the the third tier, and I think they're now moving up to either the. Yeah. Maybe wrong. Maybe they're moving into the third tier or moving into the second tier think, of English rugby. I think they're moving into the second. I think. Moving into the second tier. Yeah. yeah. So like they, they, I think they were like either premiers or one promotion from the from the third tier. Yeah. But he plays there. He's the only um, kind of American in that side. Uh, he's, he's American. Isn't he's he? an American. Yeah. That's why he played for the United States. <laughs> yeah. No, his grandparents aren't American. And no, no. He, he, okay. He, you know, he's actual American. Um, and uh, you know, I guess. What makes him interesting, of course, is that he didn't know rugby league existed like four years ago. Um, so <laughs> wow, and he's playing at the World Cup. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, and, yeah, and so yeah, kind of yeah, very kind of yeah, traditional kind of entry kind of uh, level to to the game overseas. Someone introduced him to rugby. Or he, he first started playing rugby union. Then someone incidentally introduced him to what he called the better sport of the league. <laughs> yes, we, we all are well aware. Yes. and uh, yeah, and then uh, less than three years later, I mean, a little over two years later, yeah, he finds himself yeah as a professional playing for oh, yeah. playing for the Wolfpack. So, what is he? What position is he's he? He's a, um, I guess he's an outside back, oh, okay. him, like a fullback winger. Um, yeah, some sometimes center. You know, a bit of a utility. So, yep. yeah, yeah, he definitely is kind of one of their. Um, Better talents. Another one, uh, their captain uh, is a guy named Mark Offerdahl, who's uh, you know, kind of he's Innisfail born. He's basically an Australian. His father's from Wisconsin, okay. Madison, yep. Wisconsin. Yep. He plays for the London Broncos, so yep. he's he's a pro as well, and he's real you know, dedicated to the flag. You know, um, yeah, played in their um, yeah, in their in their two kind of qualifying matches for the World Cup. Played both was man in the match in both, and I he was a captain during the qualifiers. He's not their what they call the domestic captain, because I, I guess the one thing to round off these, these notes about kind of the, the USA Hawks—they're no longer called the Tomahawks. They, they dropped the Hawks. They dropped them. They dropped the Tom. 
right to them. Everybody has to make cuts, don't yeah, they? Uh, they've, they've decided, uh, they've made a strategic decision at this cup not to kind of just lean so heavily on kind of players of American, of, of American heritage, which yep. is to say that wasn't a grandfather or, you know, um, somebody, you know, kind of, you know, kind of, you know, who, who kind of spent some time, I don't know, in Los Angeles in the airport and, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, got their, they got their eligibility. They have actually picked a dozen players from their domestic competition oh, to kind really? of better encourage the development of the sport in their country. And we can only hope that proceeds apace because in eight years they host the event. Yeah. yeah the event will, will go to the United States, and which could be kind of, a, kind of a good moment for the sport. But one other note to add, uh, one of the best stories that came out of the last World Cup, apart from the United States itself, which performed surprisingly well at their kind of debut in the, in the, in the tournament four years ago. They made the quarters, didn't they? They made the quarters, and yeah. They, yeah, but one uh, but two games. Yeah. Uh, one of their players, uh, Beretta Farima, um, qualified, and he's playing for the United States again, so you know, not entirely, they haven't entirely gotten off his heritage jag. But uh, yeah, he, he played and he impressed uh, quite a few people at the last tournament, enough to kind of parlay that into a contract with Parramatta. He's since moved on back to, to well, not back to, but he's since moved on to England. Yep. He qualified. He, he's, he's born in Wellington, I believe. He qualified for the United States because his father came from an island that, had, that has a population of 17. It's now under New Zealand's administration, but back in the day that his father lived there, it was under American administration. Wow. It was, it's an island in American Samoa. So, uh, or I guess it's called, yeah, it's just Samoa. But, uh, yeah, that's how he qualified for the United States. So he's play- he'll be playing again, and, um, you know. Uh, cool. Yeah, yeah, he was hoping they, uh, they do well. They'll be playing, um, uh, sorry, they've got, they've got Italy, they've got. Um, PNG. PNG, and. Uh, Wales. Wales, I believe. Yeah, yeah that's it's, it. um, is, is that right? Is that Wales? Yeah. No, I think it's. Um, I think it might be. It might be, yeah. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. yeah correct. So, yeah, um, yeah. you can only hope that um, matters proceed at pace there. And, did, uh, did you ever got go? a new coach, um, oh. uh, Brian McDermott from the oh, right. from, um, Leeds Rhinos. So oh, they generally attract kind of, um, kind of, uh, kind of good coaching talent. So, yeah, um, yeah. So it's, uh, that's good. I wonder if David Newey is still involved in. I believe he, you know, kind of he's still around. Mm. Uh, I don't know the, the, the team specifically, but well, he... Uh, he I'll um, ask him on Twitter, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Shout out to Devin Newey. Yeah. Get on the Facebook Live now. He is Mr. American Rugby League to so many Australians, isn't mm. he? Yeah, Did you nice. ever go to um, the uh, Aussie the, or the Australian bar in Manhattan? You've been to Manhattan a few times. We no. did, and we, we um, ended up... Um, have, making an annual event of watching Origin there yeah. at that pub because you were yeah you were there you were, yeah you, you had a kind of a ritual trip then yeah to yeah Origin time yeah, yeah and, we, and Origin would kick off at five a.m. and all these Aussies Aussies would go and watch um, the Origin at this Aussie bar and he'd have uh, the proprietor sorry the proprietor would, would have um, old you know nineteen eighty nine Grand Final tape on loop and, and and all these other old matches and it was awesome it's it's going to be I'd, I'd love no somebody wonder, to go there. No, and no wonder why the Americans thought, you know, the people who played our game look, you know, kind of out of shape and slow. <laughs> yeah. They kept on joining the old games and they go, oh, that's, how, that's how it is out there, isn't it? <laughs> still wearing the baggy jerseys. They've still got cigarette advertising. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, yeah, it'd be great to see some pictures or something of people watching the American team from that bar while the World Cup's on. So, mm. yeah, see, see, how, see how it goes with American Rugby League. It's worth a shot, isn't it? 
There seems to be enough people putting enough energy into trying to make it work. And if they're relying on those domestic teams in that league for players for the World Cup, then then, then it's going forward. That's great. Yeah, and you know, they, they will still have a healthy kind of portion, like you know, 12 guys out of a squad of 23, so they still have a healthy portion of, of blocks of play kind of here in, in, yeah. in Australia. In Super League. Um, so. Yeah, and... Um, in, in, in other kind of in other kind of places, so, yeah, it's. Um, I think it's. Um, it might be a decision that kind of make maybe um, uh, maybe a step back, kind of maybe competitively in the short term, but yeah. I think is is the smartest thing for them to do, kind yeah. of uh, in the long run. Good recruitment tool um, at that league, anyway. Yeah. Um, so we'll move on to our. Ah, look, I, I call this a Twitter viewer question. And Jeff laughs every week because we haven't been on on uh, camera, uh, and so and, and he always points out that viewers don't view podcasts, do they? Facebook is going to appreciate it. <laughs> <And> Twitter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oops, sorry. And this week's um, we ask a question on Twitter every week, and this week's question was um, suggested by Jeff's better half. Uh, that's um, true. Yes. Yes, and it, and it was a, a, a dedicated rugby league fan. Jeff. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Um, right beside Jubilee. Yeah, and she's a dragon. Yeah. yeah, and she's trying to make your offspring a dragon. Which, um, which that's going to be a, a civil war that'll erupt in around about six or seven years' time. When, yeah, concern, when it gets really interesting. You know, if you're a dragon fan, right? I think every fan believes deep down in their heart that their club only has so many premierships that they can win, and they've won and them the, all. The dragons have like yeah, soaked up so many already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in yeah. the sixties, right? There's going to be you know long stretches where they can't win any, right? That's right, and they've just been through one and they're going through another one. Um, so um, this week's question was: Which players' departure from your club are you still heartbroken and angry about? I'll go first. I'm still dirty about Brad Fittler. Um, oh, yeah. We just got uh, we we got robbed there. We got robbed of our coach um, uh, Phil Gould. Well, not robbed. There was lots and lots and lots of money involved in. In these moves, Matt Singh went over as well, mm. and um, and it just ripped the guts out of Penrith. So, I, I won't get over that one for quite a while. Although it was funny in the 2003 Grand Final when Freddie captained the Roosters, and it was a, it was like a bit of a redemption, um, a redemption, a, a circle of something. I don't know. The, the world felt better after that result, anyway. Do you really believe though that Fittler was kind of destined to stay at Penrith for his entire career? Oh, yeah. For a guy who was, in fact, he was almost a bit too good. Like you know, he, because he was <laughs> too good for Penrith. <laughs> I, I don't want to say it, but you know, thanks for finishing the thought. <laughs> yeah. but, you know, I guess the whole idea is that you know, he was, if he was going to ascend to that face of the league status, wasn't he always destined to head to some kind of uh, some some kind of you know one of the kind of the real premier clubs? Yeah, probably. one of the glamour clubs. Yeah, probably. Mm. Like the Roosters. Mm. He probably would have ended up there anyway, wouldn't he? Mm. That's yeah, what yeah. And that's what I'm saying. You know, I mean, would it yeah. have been too much to hope for that, uh, that, you know, someone as good as Brad Fittler would have stayed in Penrith his, his entire career? Oh, I'd like to think he would. Yeah, he's from, I guess he's from there. So, yeah. you know, that, that, would have been a, that would have been a motivating factor. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd, I'd like to think he would have stayed. Mm. Yeah, but he just couldn't because of Super League and all that sort of thing. He wasn't contracted to them, so. I always remember um, one of my uncles... Uh, he, he's a died in the wall Wests fan. I'm not talking Tigers. I'm talking. I'm talking Magpies. Magpies. Yeah. And I remember talking to his mother once about kind of the whole, you know, kind of the whole thing about the five rows, right? And you know, she said, you know, um, you know, it's a shame. She really was like being very brutally honest about this. You know, 
it's a shame we can't, you know, keep our players. They have to go and seek a better life somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it, it was so it was so sweet. She was like, it's it's really nice for them that they can go, you know, to the east and find a better club than us. <laughs> <laughs> Nice-natured person, I thought that is. That, that is a good fan. Like, you know, someone who supports her players so, you know, kind of so sincerely that if she doesn't care that they leave the club, you know, that they actually kind of go on and, find, I know, find a better life in Manly. Or, you know, go or, go or, and or find a better family. Eastern, Eastern yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's very. Yeah. Whereas, whereas, yeah. I, I, do, I, have, I cannot report as to what her, her thoughts are about the actual club leaving. The yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the other way around. Yeah. Maybe she's a bit harsher about that. So this week's um, responses, yeah, we, we always get a good response on Twitter uh, to this question that we that we pump out. Um, Paul Michael Craig says Cliff Lyons. Uh, he had to retire someday, didn't he? Uh, <laughs> my, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. So Michael says uh, David Peachy or Preston Campbell. These are all massive losses for, for clubs. Um, where the heart is, says uh, Glenn Morrison leaving Balmain still stings a little. He went to the cows, I think. Yeah, that's right. Von Zipper says Jim Dimmick. Von Zipper's a, a South man, so so Jim Dimmick m- must have left Souths all those years ago. So he's not talking about you know, Jim leaving uh, Canterbury. Oh, maybe. No, no, no. He's a, he's a Rabbitoh man. Von Zipper. Yeah, Mister Ives. That would have that would have gotten me kind of curious because you know why is it that Dimmick leaving was you know so grievous, but you know not not Pay and uh, and McCracken <laughs> oh, and, and so forth. He was really good. Smith he was, like, was who was the fourth? There was. Um, Oh, I don't know. Um, they all left it. Yeah. Um, Jason Smith, Jared McCracken, yeah. Jim Dimmick, and hey, Dean Pay. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. That's it. They all went to para. Uh, Mr. Ives says Paul Hoff. Oh, Paul Hoff. Yeah, hold, oh, that's a, yeah, definitely. Rue Starr uh, says Kerry Bosted, Noel Cleal, Paul Dunn, and Adrian Morley. They all left. Um, all left the Chooks. Uh, Nordberg says Clint Gutherson. That that stings. That would sting. Imagine that. Uh, Nathan Jaggers says Nene McDonald uh, would have been very handy last Saturday. So uh, um, the <laughs> it's good when you, it's good when a player leaves and then just excels at, a, at, at another club. Doesn't make you bitter at all. Um, Bandwagon says everyone we lost to another code. Uh, Wendell Saylor, Lottie, and Carmichael Hunt. Did you include Fallon? Uh, no, no, no. Interesting. No. Neil Lobb says Andrew Johns. Isn't that funny? Sorry, I just want to. Oh yeah. There. Interesting how Brisbane doesn't lose players to other teams. No, no. They lose them to other sports entirely. Yeah. <laughs> Petro went to Penrith, but that was just about the only one I can think of. Was that a yeah. loss or did he just, you know, The Woodsman says Gary Worth, Rod Silver, Michael Crocker and Michael Flannery. Lots of Roosters players that have left. You, you wouldn't have thought, would yeah, you? Yeah, no, I wouldn't have thought yeah. so at all. They've maybe, all left. Maybe that's why they're so aggrieved. <laughs> yeah. you know, they don't expect them to, you know, to you know, depart Bondi. Well, that's a, a whole first grade side that, that I've read out across these answers. Um, Andy Pan, here we go, was heartbroken to see Craig Wing leave Bondi uh, and Roger Chilvas at Sheck as well. So there you go. That's They, they lose players. There is a hole in the salary sombrero, as they say. <laughs> and Mellow Johnny chipped in at the end just before we went to air with SBW. Um, he actually he ran away from a club, didn't he? He, he um, made a quick quick exit there. Um, so thanks very much for all those responses. It's um, our favourite oh, part. I should add the... Uh, oh, yeah, who was yours? Uh, do you I have one? I don't have one. No, because, no. Because, you know, I support the right of players to leave. <laughs> um, lock lock them my, away. But for the person who originated the question, 
Gordon. Gordy, when yeah. Gordon Palace went from St George to Brisbane, that really kind yeah. of uh, that really kind of cut her off. And he actually sat a year out now to protest yeah. against Super League not not um, being active, didn't he? So mm-hmm. yeah, he actually didn't play any games. I think it might have been in '96. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's a massive loss. He was a real rampaging player for the Dragons too. Not only that, he's, raging the, he's also one of those guys who will, he really, wherever he goes, he's the character of your club. Like, yeah. he, 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 the way he played and the way he, his, pers- the way his yeah, personality would, Im- would Im- yeah, kind of imbue kind of his, his team. So, you know, wherever he goes, it, that's one of them you say, he's kind of a very kind of prominent type of player. And yeah. so he certainly was that, you know, at um, the gap that they leave when they leave that, 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 that their team is bigger than just their, what they did on the field. It's kind of, yeah, kind of how they are around the locker room, how they are around practice and yeah. so forth. And, you know, when he, yeah, when he when he left and went to Brisbane, I'm pretty sure that's, you know, kind of, that's what we're getting at. It leaves kind of a hole, kind of more than, you know, just, you know, because you can always find players, but um, another player will come along, but um, I think that's a harder thing to replace. Can I um, tell my story about my former em- employer? About oh, what he yes, did. yes. I was trying to remember what it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say any names, but I knew a, a person who, t- who told me, this is ages ago, that when Michael O'Connor left um, the Dragons to go to Manly, he was, watching, he was watching the TV news and it came across and he was so angry that he picked his radio up and threw it at the television. Um, so there you go. That's, that's a supporter, isn't it? What fascinates me is that, you know, like... Having done that, where did he get his news from? Because <laughs> he, he, made ru- it. he ruined his TV and his radio at the same time. <laughs> he made it up in his head. <laughs> he lived a fantasy life after that. he heard it on his radio when he picked up his TV? It's <laughs> <laughs> running out the window and jumped I'm out the window. Rugby league people, we love you. <laughs> oh, gosh. Moving on. Um, we're, we're nearly finished, so... Um, to, we'll put you out of your misery soon. Um, and this week, so we normally, each week we pick out a, a section of our current edition that's NRL-related, and we've covered off our Newtown Jets story and what, what was the first one, our positions story that we've got in our current edition. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that, so this week's section that we want to highlight is our If I Could Change One Thing section. And I was lucky enough to interview Blocker Roach at um, at the... At Fox Sports's um, Fox Sports uh, retro round launch, and uh, had a good sit down and um, a good chat with Blocker Roach. And uh, I'd always wanted to do it. I'd always seen him around the traps and stuff, but I'd never actually sat down and had a yarn. And I was really interested to learn that the main thing about Blocker is that he wants to, to he, he wants to think that the players are having fun playing the game. Nothing deep down when you watch it. That, that's that's how you feel, isn't it? You want to you want to be able to you want that vibe to be given off of these players are lucky they're having the time of their life, and, but sometimes it doesn't come across that way, does it? Like, certainly, you know. certainly not in modern in yeah. modern football, and I don't kind of hold the rugby league, you know, kind of is you know kind of alone in this in this respect. I think a lot of kind of like a lot of professional sports now have got a bit of got a, got a bit of a problem with the fun deficit. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's. Um, the way these the way these guys kind of have to kind of not only kind of kind of in the physical condition they have to keep themselves, but also in the way that they're you know, they're being managed by their teams to try and stay away from trouble. Yeah. You know, the, you know, there's a pretty fair straight jacket kind of going on out there. And as much as we love to talk about kind of the virtues of, of culture and, you know, and and everything like that, sometimes a lot of it's just an excuse to make kind of you know fundamentally kind of young men obey you know, obey 
you know, what are really silly little rules. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I mean, it's, um, yeah, no, I, I was really intrigued to see what, uh, what, what he said, what, what you talked about, James, because I can remember I, yeah, I interviewed um, Walker for something else, uh, kind of a, a, a different story a few years earlier about, um, uh, about props. Just really you know, had a really good talk about, you know, guys who, big blocks who got the ball and just tried to smash through people. Uh, but you know, two things I can remember from that interview quite distinctly is that um, Locker has this wonderful verb, wrecking ball. <laughs> this this guy wrecking ball, that guy, and he wrecking balls lines, and he was wrecking balling that, you know, that guy. <laughs> so I love that. Wrecking ball is a verb. And the other thing I the other thing I remember him telling me was that um, is that uh, you know the difference between his day and, and the professional era now, which I, I, I noticed that you kind of you know, wonderfully was able to include in your story. Yeah, I'd have to make sure I'd make yeah. sure I got that in there. The yeah. idea that um, yeah we had two practices a week and, and one was uh, and one was a barbecue. So yeah, <laughs> I think that really speaks to what uh, yeah kind of what, what um, Steve Rogers and um, yeah. yeah I mean it's it's great to see that he's still kind of a very kind of prominent voice. In yeah. the game, can't ever lose the fun. Oh, the yeah. other thing I, I, I include with Walker is I, I used to be back in the day a very it was during my recovery kind of uh, ritual. Uh, the schoolboy, the Commonwealth, the old is it Commonwealth oh. Bank Cup? Was yeah, that what it was yeah. called? Then? And then it went to a Arrive Alive Cup and all that yeah, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. But anyway, when I was back in the, in, in the uh, in, in the mid nineties, and I believe it was Vossi, yeah, doing Vossi, the, yeah. the callback. It was Vossi and, and Blocker and, and Blocker exactly. Yeah, yeah, so you right. know, yeah. So I mean. Locker's commentary has always been something that, yeah, kind of, yeah, I, I associate uh, associate with the... A lot of people. One of the, one of the ones I always took away is that one uh, throwaway line he had one day when he said, you know, you're always worried when you turned up for, you know, your school matches and the other team had, you know, the other guy, the players on the other team had brought their kids. <laughs> yes. Anyway, sorry. That's brilliant. <laughs> Have you all taken this away from No, me? no. Sorry, yes. <laughs> no, that outdoes anything I've got to say about this story. That's great. Damn it, should have put that in there. <laughs> um, yeah, so anyway, I just thought I'd really have a quick quote before we, before we um, uh, get off here. He said, in this yarn, he says, um, the greatest line I like to think about now is um, the game was supposed to be fun. Uh, when I played, I loved it. I met a, gr- a lot of great people who I'm still mates with today. Uh, it should never, ever be a chore. Sports shouldn't be a chore. Uh, the list of things, this is the main one, this is his main flavour of the story, the list of things you, you, you can't do is bigger than the list of things you can and that's his, that's his overarching um, ethos. And uh, Yeah, so that's in the current edition of Inside Sport if, um, if you're an old Tiger or, or an old, old Winfield Cup um, era fan and, and you want to take a trip down mem- memory lane, it's, um, yeah, one not to miss. That's, a, that's about it, mate. Um, you got anything more to say ahead of the I'm grand gonna, final? One thing I'll add about, yeah, Steve Rutch. Yep. Do you think he, he's his kind of his legacy as a player is being kind of properly remembered these days? Um, because boy, was he good. Yeah, he was too. It was it was really really good. And I, you know, I think everybody kind of who moves into the media successfully yeah. kind of yeah, kind of gets their, their kind of reputation burnished a little bit. Um, yeah. Boy, was he really good. I, 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 at risk of repeating myself, he was a really, really good Yeah, player. he was. Yeah, yeah, he has his critics in the media. Mm. A lot, sorry, from outside, like, you know, um, fans. A lot of fans are critical of his sort of spots in the media, but I, I like him. I like listening to him. and He re- does represent the old school view of what's happening now, mm. but he also keeps on top of all the, all the, all the modern players and... and you know, I, I, I'm a fan, I reckon. Yeah, so, um, all right, about it, mate. Sign um, off. So you reckon the storm? Uh, by, by how many? I hate predicting. 
I knew you'd say that. <laughs> um, storm by how many? Just take a guess. Uh, no, no one will see. So take, a, take a crack. You, you yeah. were the tipping master this year. Yeah, right? yeah. You, you actually, I'm, I'm holding you to this. I'm, I'm, every time I win the tipping comp, the Cowboys win, so there you go. <laughs> I, like, I, like these, I like these broad sweep kind of things. I'm going the Cowboys by one. I reckon it's going to be an incredibly dramatic finish to the grand final. Cowboys by one yeah, after, in, after Kyle Felt is set up in the corner <laughs> by a Michael Morgan flip. And after how about, the, how about that? Yeah, and after Michael Morgan is missed by two players in a tackle before the ball gets sent out, and that's what happened in 2015. All it took was one player to tackle Thurston, mm-hmm. one Broncos player, and two players missed him, and he got the ball out wide, and, and then we saw all the other stuff that happened. Yeah. So what is it? Does that mean some some Melbourne Storm player is going to have to drop the ball? Yes, it's. Um, Cooper Cronk drops the ball in Cooper. his last act as a, as a rugby league player. <laughs> oh, no, it can't be his last act. No. He's going to play in the World Cup. I was going to say, what do, you, what do you know his that we don't? In, his last act in the Premiership. <laughs> yeah, we Nobody don't know. Nobody has money to sign him, apparently. No, that's true, isn't it? No one's got room. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want Cooper Cronk. <laughs> yeah, come back tomorrow. Who'd, who'd yeah. come <laughs> All righty. Well, cool. That's it. Thanks very much for listening and, um, and watching, and we'll probably be back next week, uh, depending on, on how things go depending on how, um, uh, how much rest we need after what's about to happen this weekend. Uh, th- thanks very much, everyone. Thank Ta- you.